Cultural references are often used in marketing campaigns, sometimes even a whole culture itself. Consider the Maasai. Just the name of the East African ethnic group conjures up a specific image of a semi-nomadic people who live in Kenya and Tanzania. Rugged warriors come to mind. And that image gets used to sell stuff. But the Maasai don't get a cut of these sales. Now that may change. Maasai elders will be in London next week to consider claiming ownership to their cultural brand. Ron Layton of the nonprofit Light Years IP will be meeting with them. He offers one example of the Maasai name being used as a marketing tool. Dirt bikes. You know, Dirt bikes. Of, yes. Off-road bikes and motor, motorcycles. A Portuguese company registered the trademark for the use of the word Maasai on off-road motorcycles. Rough country is you know, what we recognize to be one of the many wonderful things about the Maasai. So associating their off-road motorcycles with that brand gives them a rub-off of some of the, the things we all respect about the Maasai. Without the Maasai permission, whether it's being done culturally right and without the Maasai permission uh, to you know, commercially exploit it. What about Maori tattoos, which don't really kind of fall under you know, the category of a product? It's more of a style that has been kind of spread worldwide. Is that something that you would go after? Uh, well, it's not for me to decide those sorts of things. It's for the the culture itself to decide that uh, they want to bring something under control. And in some cases, there's a revenue opportunity. And if you consider that some of the owners of brands that are not so cultural, um, like Paris Hilton. She certainly earns income out of everything that's associated with her brand. Mm. So you can understand that people who don't have any, very much in the way of other assets might feel that this is a way to reduce the poverty amongst their community. Right. I mean, and, how much money yeah. do the people stand to gain by legally securing the rights of their cultural brand? Uh, well, it varies uh, culture by culture, of course. But the Maasai brand is one of the most used cultural brands in the world. And so there is a substantial potential income. If it was owned by a corporation right now, a corporation would be earning tens of millions of dollars or more than that each year. Um, but can we assume that the Maasai would then make tens of millions of dollars if they controlled that brand? There's a very long way from where we are right now. The Maasai have not yet uh, really examined all of the opportunities or all of the issues and challenges of getting to the point where they have any income coming out of it and they have the cultural control that matters as much to them as anything else. Where are you most proud about where uh, your work has actually gone to transforming the economies of people? Yes, rural Ethiopia is, is a very important story that we were very successful with. Ethiopia invented coffee. They started exporting it under various brand names uh, about 500 years ago. So if you ask the simple question, who owns the reputation of Ethiopia fine coffee? It's the Ethiopians. As we started working with them and giving them the kind of access to information, they decided to take action. And in 2005 to 2007, we set out to register trademarks for the coffee brands. Now, registering a trademark doesn't give you any money, so there was a lot more to it than that. But the most, most important part of this was saying, well, who exactly owns it? Because a big sector of the coffee industry, particularly big coffee, decided that they didn't want Ethiopia to own their brands. And that was the wrong decision. And it turned mm -hmm. out that they had to back down from that viewpoint. Generally speaking, is there a concern that transforming a culture into a product to be bought and sold, could that cheapen the culture? Oh, that is a very important issue that uh, people like the Maasai and 
uh, Maori have talked about in depth and uh, and they share information with each other and talk about it a lot. It is something that each culture decides what they want to do. We provide information and we'll support and train, um, but none of it is our decision. Ron Layton, the CEO of Light Years IP, thanks so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. We recently reported on how climate change is impacting the traditional Maasai culture. You'll find that story complete with video from the traditional Maasai pastoral lands of East Africa at theworld.org. This is The World on Public Radio International.